0: A second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 119. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. From the vast misty hills, tides, forests, lakes, rolling streams, fields, forests, daffodils, dandelions, and vast, 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 vast wildlife.
1: Don't forget about the hibiscus.
0: Tonight... We talk about the most important things you've ever heard about in your entire life. But before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the 100th, millionth, billionth humped camel. Some as the slack jaw turkey slack. <laughs> but his friends and family know him best as the disabled, fabled, dementia ridden. Gangster of the North! (laughs) Ron,
1: what's going on? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say I was quite disabled yet, although some days... Ron, I see you hobbling around. I've been on this medication that's been helping with that. I feel like we need to get you a hook,
0: a cane, possibly some chains. So, like, when you're limping, you can hear the chains rattle. Like, Oh, like Jacob <sharp inhale> Jacob Marley. And then, Yeah, and everyone can kind of hear you from very far away. And it's, oh, so, he- it's sort of ominous, you know? Yeah, here he comes. It's sort of <laughs> ominous. Like, oh, God, Ron's a-coming. Ron's a-coming. And then, like, you know... Wives, they they close their curtains, their shutters. Children run inside, all all that shit. And it kind of gets darker, and like wind rustles around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Or a cane. All the flowers, they start like leaning down,
0: turning black. My yeah, exactly. My my my, my question for you is though, Ron. Like, when are you gonna when are you gonna get a cane and like a a stylish like bowler slash maybe fedora hat? And you can kinda of walk around with it. I wouldn't mind a really fancy cane that slipped out and it was a knife. Like a sword cane. Yeah. So you could shank bitches. And the end of the <laughs> cane
1: would be like a dogman's head. It would be a dogman? Yeah. You wouldn't it
0: be some sort of like skull, or would it be a dogman's skull? No, it'd be a dogman like gnarly like showing Snar- his teeth. like snarling. Snarling, not like the word. like yeah. Jon Snow's hilt <clears throat> of his sword is like a it's a wolf, like kind <clears> of <throat> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like do that you know would what be what I'm cool. Talking yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I don't need the four little feet on the bottom. No, you don't. Like the ones that uh, Yeah, build- no,
0: those are for like the really decrepit and old. Well, those
1: are the people that are on life alert. Those are the people that mm-hmm. like aren't cool.
0: If you have to have four prongs in a tennis ball like in four tennis balls like <laughs> What are you doing? Oh my god, I've seen just those. Just get a scooter or a wheelchair uh, or little, just don't leave your home. Little rascal. Just, yeah, just stay inside your house and watch reruns of Bonanza or what's the show where they whistle uh fucking T- Timothy Griffith. Griffith The Andy Griffith oh, show Oh oh
1: oh uh Mayberry RFD
0: <laughs> whatever it
1: is or like Little House on the Prairie Don't Come Out if you Well there gonna... was there was two versions of it there was one show was called Mayberry RFD and then after I think they just called it the Andy Griffith show which was great I watched it that had Opie in it my, like my Opie Opie
0: you know old people need style right Yeah they need they need style. Yeah, there's you. When you get old, you shouldn't just give up and start wearing like. Do you think slacks I'm the- up to your nipples?
1: Okay, you've known me for quite a few years. You're now. You're not very stylish, <clears throat> right? But am I the type of person that ever gives up? No, 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 no. no, no. But
0: I feel no. like there is a certain age where you're. Maybe it's. Maybe it's not even giving up. Maybe it's just like you're, you're, you're kind of just like fuck it. I don't care anymore. Like, I'm so, I'm old. Like, I've lived life. I, I did this. I did that. I had all these different phases of my life. So, eventually, it's like your style is not giving a fuck. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, whatever. I guess that's where I am. Because, I mean, yeah. Like, what is style? What is it? Generally, you dress up to, to to look a certain way towards people. And then to present yourself in such a way that maybe, like, you think people will like you better. They'll think you're cooler. Maybe they'll think you're, like, interesting if you dress a certain way. Right? Maybe. No, I I agree. Attract chicks or dudes if you're into that. I don't need to attract chicks anymore. Right. But then it's like once you kind of, I feel like there's a a certain point where you just, like, don't, you don't care anymore. Because you're like, it's not
1: important. It's not important. Dressing cool isn't important. You know something? uh, I never, like, followed a trend or anything like that. However. Right. Of course, what I do every day, you don't dress up for that. No, No, you know, I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm going through like my jeans, my work jeans. I threw away five pair last week of jeans. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're still okay, but you know they don't fit anymore. They're too big, and they're uncomfortable to wear because I have to buy clothes that are a little bit smaller now. You lose the weight, yeah. Well, I have to boy. for my well for my surgery, so I need to get serious about that. Oh shit! And so, uh, my wife bought me these really cool like work shorts because I don't like to wear pants in the summertime. It's too hot, unless I'm going to be you know in the trenches, and then I'll, you got to wear pants. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so but I think I would like to start wearing some more. stuff. Maybe stylish clothes if oh. I if I if I go out. But when do I go out? Well, you go to the El Rodeo. Not I haven't been there in probably a month. Really? Uh at least three weeks. All
0: right. What do you like? What do you mean by stylish? Do you mean like not like dirty or holy, or do you mean like something with a well, collar? That, no, that. Well, that, I mean that's not hard. You can buy like a nice t-shirt and shorts. Yeah you well, know what I
1: mean or some decent jeans
0: but like yeah but you can even have like right you can have work your your work style clothing right because you that's probably what you're most comfortable in is like kind of what you wear to work mm. you could buy like nice you could buy Carhartt t-shirts right or like Carhartt pants okay so you jeans and then like
1: just only wear them when you go out don't wear them at work okay so i have separate Carhartt clothes that i wear out boom there you go yeah, because car, I don't care anybody, oh, they've gone woke or they this, and that. I don't care about any <laughs> of that shit. I mean, whatever. I could tell you right now, as a guy that burns through clothes, Carhartt t-shirts, the, like the real work t-shirts, not the flimsy ones. Mm. Like this one I got on right now. That's like the old school logo. Yeah. This is a bulletproof t-shirt. <laughs> it's thick. Yeah.
0: Mosquitoes and can't bite through
1: and it's got a nice pocket. For your crack. Well no, I keep my phone in there. Oh. That's Really? Why I, yeah. Yeah. That's where you keep your phone.
0: In well, the breast if I'm walking. No,
1: if I'm walking around, I just a little like this.
0: I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I so, always
0: wondered what those pockets were
1: for. And uh, anyways, long story short, I have little t-shirts have home. And then I have like my closet is separated like a shit. nice shit. Well, okay stuff like go out
0: stuff (laughs) (laughs) doesn't have grease stains and oil stains on it or weld hole burn holes. Right. So I don't own any Carhartt T-shirts, but I do own Carhartt pants. Uh, I have. Well, I have a bunch of pairs, but most of them, the crotch is completely blown out in most of my pairs. So I only really have two good pairs. So you just wear those
1: when it's just you and your girl going out.
0: (laughs) No, I still wear them. So it's
1: easy to do the popcorn trick at the movies. I'm
0: hoping that my gal will do what all women need to do. And besides cooking and being in the kitchen, is also sewing clothing. I feel like that is, if you are a female, that is something you, you have to, by nature, learn how to do. And it's not sexist. Or (laughs) it's not sexist at all. It's just if you're a woman, that's what you you must learn how to sew
1: to fill your, you know, your role in the world. Well, I can remember as a kid, my mom, she used to buy. (laughs) (coughs) No, seriously, she would buy the you would go to a place like, say, Joanne Fabrics. Right. And they had all these things. uh, uh, What do you call them? Templates. What do they call them? So, so anyway, uh, I, I call them templates. Like fabric templates. Yeah. So you could like sew pants or shorts would, or, or- Well, it would have a picture of the particular dress on it. Right. And you would buy the material or whatever you wanted the dress, you know, whatever you know, style, floral or whatever. And she would bring them home and she would make her own dresses for work right. back when she worked for the state.
0: Yeah. If you're a woman that doesn't know how to sew, you're unfulfilled. Okay, Me- we- men- you don't have to learn how to sew at all. That is not your job as a man. If you have a penis, you don't even need to pick up a needle. I actually can sew. I, I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> You should see my sewing machine. No, dude, listen, I wanted no, <laughs> to I wanted to learn how to sew.
0: No, it's fine.
1: For upholstery. <laughs> I guess it's fine. No, upholstery and cars. Upholstery. Yeah. Like the seats and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I have. Well, that's manly. So I have a singer commercial uh, sewing machine that my wife inherited. I mean, I bought it new, but she uses it because my wife makes a lot of our own dog beds and uh, she makes blankets for people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she made me a really nice fleece blanket because I like fleece. Yeah, <clears throat> she made me a really nice fleece belt blanket, and then I felt bad because I had to tell her. So you sewed her something? No, I, oh. I I had to tell her. I said, "Boy, I love this blanket, but it's not that
0: good. Your your seams right here—they don't really line up all that efficiently. No, no, no.
1: that all that <laughs> stuff is perfect. Oh. <laughs> it's it's too short. Ooh, doesn't cover your tootsies. It doesn't cover my feet. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, anyways, doesn't matter. Beautiful blanket. But she makes uh, dog blankets. She makes stuff for opium willow. And yeah, she makes uh, like curtains and she does all that shit.
0: So, I actually know how to sew. I just haven't mm-hmm. done it in a long time. With a machine? So, I used a machine and also a needle. You know, a little double whip stitch. You know, you know, uh, what do you call it? Hemming pants and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day when I was uh, retarded and homeschooled, I. Uh, and in 4-H, I learned how to sew. Oh, that's oh, you did 4-H. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because so that's what homeschoolers do. Oh, and uh, mm-hmm. I made a pair of shorts, mm-hmm. and I think I made a pillow, and uh, you know, I knew how to do the double whip stitch. Upon once upon a time, I don't
1: anymore, um, but I've
0: been thinking I should just sew my pants myself.
1: You know what? Uh, what I used to do, I used to go through pants big time, right? So I would take an old ratty pair of pants. Instead of throwing it out, I would take a pair of scissors.
0: <laughs> make and them into shorts.
1: No, oh. I would cut out all the good pieces. You know, uh, you know, up close to the seam because you don't want to reuse the seam, right? Cut those out for the patches, and then I would make extra uh, patches because you know when you work on cars, you wear the knees out. Oh yeah, yeah and the yeah. bottom cuffs, you wear those right out. Yeah. And uh, and stuff like that. So uh, and I used to. My mom used to fix stuff for me all the time. But you know what? In all seriousness, people are probably tired of hearing about sewing. But <laughs> remember when we you will talk- list and you will like it. Well, you know what? <clears throat> That's another one of the old skills for the new world.
2: Yeah.
1: Stop having a throwaway mentality. You see, I don't like to. The- I have a problem. I don't know if it's hoarding or what it is, but I cannot bring myself to throw out something that I think could be useful down the road. Well, it's like my pants, my Carhartt
0: pants. It's just the crotch. All the rest of the pants are fine. So it's like if I, could, if I just sewed the crotch, they you know, my huge dick wouldn't be hanging out and I could wear them landscaping. Essentially, I'm sure that's not why they're ripped out. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. Really? No, they're ripped out because you burst open because they're too small for you. That's why they contain it. They're
1: ripped out because they're too small for you. What is that supposed to mean? You're saying I'm fat? I'm saying that you buy pants that are too small.
0: Ron, I don't buy Carhartts the same way I buy jeans. All right, jeans. When I buy a jean, I'm looking for like a nice, slim, straight fit, which is kind of like, you know. They're not baggy, but then they kind of get a little, a little flare at the bottom. But they're mostly kind of, you know, showing off the goods. Carhartt pants, I don't buy the same way that I buy jeans, because you want something kind of fleck. You want something kind of baggy, loose. So when you're bending and lopping around and doing whatever, You need lots of room. You need lots of room. And me, I need lots of lots of room. And especially in certain places, unlike you, where you need it like you, you just have nothing. You can have nothing, right? For me, <laughs> I need lots of room. So I don't buy it the same way. My Carhartts, they, they're, they're not so tight as my jeans.
1: <laughs> I tell you what. If you buy a pair of Carhartt jeans or the Carhartt duck, what I call, it's made out of canvas. That, yeah. It's called duck. Uh, and you wear those out, you got a fucking problem. Because the- those pants will literally last 10 years. Like I said, it's just a crotch area for me, Ron, hmm. that I struggle with. Yeah, so uh I don't think there's anything wrong with guys learning how to sew, and I don't think there's anything wrong with women knowing how to sew, but I don't think they should have to if they don't want to. I
0: think all women as a preliminary thing, as soon as they reach a certain age, should be put into camps where they learn how to sew. Can cook. Uh, well they should learn how to cook in clean, middle school. Do laundry mm-hmm. Uh, am I missing any other? Uh, okay, so if you okay, so
1: women activities, we know the different types of women out in the world today. I'm not putting any. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just saying. Okay, as a guy, if those are the kind of women you're going after, then the, you're making a huge mistake. The cooking, cleaning, no, oh, the opposite. Oh, like the influencers, influencers. Well, that's no, because that's not true either. But or like the career driven. If you're looking for, let's just call them a country wife, <laughs> you better be looking at a chick that knows how to cook. Well. Knows how to, or willing to learn how to garden. Right. Okay. Possibly so. Knows how to do laundry. Dude, dude, I do my own laundry. My wife does me not too. do my laundry. It's not that hard.
0: Me too. Hashtag uh, me too.
1: My wife and I share the cooking chores because she knows I can cook and I don't mind cooking. And But I also take care of keeping the kitchen clean like 80% of the time. Yeah. And I take care of the animals. I... Won't say I do most of everything with Little G, but I do over half easily. And uh, so I grew up with them skills. My wife grew up in, with them skills, and that's why she's the perfect chick. So you guys are mastering life. <laughs> I think we're doing all right. That's good. Yeah, I think we're
0: doing all right. I will clean if I'm not dead tired or like sun poisoned or you know.
1: Well, you got to be careful of that, especially Soar. nowadays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're looking for the, the chicks that you see on Instagram that are, don't get me wrong, very pleasurable to look at. <laughs>
0: that, but there's 100,000 other people looking at them, too. Well,
1: not just that, but they're like, oh, no, I don't cook and clean. Not me. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need some mans. I got my own fans. Yeah, boy better be
0: going out and get me a $10,000 ring. You better be getting me a chain from my Gucci purse.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, so these are the ones you want to stay away from. Well, maybe,
0: Look, obviously, we just, I, most of the shit I'm saying is just, uh, i just joking around. In reality, though, it's like. Pick the right woman. People. Pick, the right wo- pick the right partner, I should or say. Or
1: women. We have a or lot of women
0: right, listen to the show. Pick the right partner. Pick the right for man, too. Woman or man or trans or non-binary or Caesar's M or a Caesar salad or whatever. Bud Light drinking, homo. Just pick the right partner for you. Whatever lifestyle you like, maybe you want a woman that's career-driven and wants to become a sociopath, narcissistic CEO and make lots of money. Maybe you want a woman that cooks and cleans. Maybe you want a woman that does OnlyFans and puts her butthole out for everybody to see. And makes a shit ton of money, and you guys are
1: doing fine. Maybe that's what you want. I don't know. So just You're gonna pick, really, the, we're pick gonna the really life
0: partner for got, yourself and your lifestyle. You got to really
1: means. stop beating up on the OnlyFans girls. What do you mean? Because there's plenty of OnlyFans girls that know how to cook and clean and do all that. Uh,
0: yeah, and put their butt They hole just out.
1: don't want to work. They just don't want to work a nine to five job, and I don't that's fuck, Understandable, and I don't, and I don't blame them.
0: I don't no. want to work a nine to five. I understand. I get it. I'm just saying. Pick the right person for you and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to fit a mold. That's what I'm really saying. As much as I joke around and fuck around and make fun of everything. Pick a right person for your lifestyle. If you like someone that's like kind of mischievous and does Instagram modeling and OnlyFans and you're okay with that and that makes they make you
1: happy, then do that. Not all not all OnlyFans girls. <laughs> or guys. If you want a guy that does that Just show or- their buttholes. <laughs> some you- of them actually some of them actually just try to be
0: serious and them.
1: do like you know, artistic stuff or whatever.
0: Right. A bunch of autistic stuff autistic. on OnlyFans. It's very good. But no, for real though. Like maybe just maybe ladies, you want a guy that's uh, more of the homekeeper, right? Maybe a guy that really likes to clean. I'm sure all women are like, I just want a man that cleans maybe you can find that guy you know yeah. there's no one way to have a relationship it's whatever floats your boat and whatever works best for you i am not above cleaning at all hell no i just can't do it every day cuz i mean so you go in my tired.
1: if you go in my house on its worst day it's cleaner than 90% of the houses that i go in and like, hospitals I'm, oh my god I know I'm in trouble if I go home or my wife will text me. Oh, my God. This house is trash. That's all she'll say. So there's like
0: maybe I'm like, like okay. a shoe that's out of line by the shoe rack and like
1: one coffee cup sitting in the sink. Oh, my God. I get so much <laughs> shit <laughs> She's like, about about my coffee area. Ooh. That goddamn sugar stuck. To it. It's all clumped up. Look at these. You got rings on the counter. You got this. I bought you that nice new coffee pot. She bought me a nice coffee pot. And she says, I thought that that would help out, but I guess not. You like, use, do you use a coffee pot maker? It's a single. It's a Mr. Coffee single, but it takes grounds. Okay. And it does like uh, you could do latte, cappuccino, and it has this little thing on the side that will do different things for, with the milk, which is awesome. <laughs> It froths it and shit. Oh shit! Like a like a it's like a little cappuccino machine. Yeah,
0: nice. That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. That's sweet. But it's
1: just one cup at a time, and I
0: drink a lot of coffee. So, so my my gal's been using like the French press type of thing. Oh, I did that for years. That's what she uses. I I actually, it's a pain in the. It's great coffee, but it's a pain in the ass to clean. I haven't been drinking coffee really. I've been drinking like this. uh, It's like a. It's kind of like a mushroom blend. Oh, are you drinking rice or mud water? It's not mud water, but it's kind of like, I guess technically it's a pre workout. But like when I was talking to the guy at the Grand Estate Naturals, he was just kind of like, it, it, it's considered a pre workout, but it's mostly just of like a, a stimulant yeah. that you could kind of use anytime. And it, honestly, the main shit in it is mushrooms. It's like Lion's Mane, Angel's Trumpet, shiitake. Yeah. It's just a blend of mushrooms into a powder. Uh, it has some like organic cherry. Uh, some, I forget what the name of the root is. It's like maklava root or makchava root for caffeine. So it does have caffeine in it. But, so I've been, I mostly use that in the morning and drink that when I when I get up. And it's like, I don't know. I haven't really been drinking a lot of coffee. And it's actually better for me because coffee
1: makes you have to shit. So I
0: cut it what to make, it makes me have to shit I, anyway. Well,
1: it's a what my grandmother used to call it's a physic, which it gets your digestive system going. So I cut way down on coffee because in the morning I make myself this one big mug of coffee, and that's it. That's all I have. A whole mug? Well, it's good size. You know pot. what I mean? Like I, I was thinking pot. Sorry. And uh, it, so instead of having like three or four cups of coffee before I leave the house like I don't have time for that yeah so I just do that but I'm looking at that mushroom stuff there's a there's one you see it on Instagram all the well you see mud mud, water well you see mud water all the time but there's this other one I want to say it's called rise like r-y-z-e uh if any of you people listening have any uh experience with either one of those mud water or rise could you please let me know dm me or whatever or anything else. And let me know uh, how it works for you. Because I'm thinking about just doing the one cup of coffee in the morning. Because I can't give my coffee up. I have one cup of coffee in the morning. I don't go to Dunkin's anymore. And uh, and I'm thinking something like that. Because I don't eat breakfast and I typically don't eat lunch. I think that that might help me get through the day a little better. And make me because I feel better. Because one of the big things about those mushroom drinks... Is that they're supposed to be big on anti inflammatories. Yeah. So, and because that's like the meds I'm on now are anti inflammatories. But I saw a video and I was looking up because I got to renew my, uh, what is it called, prescription?
2: Yeah.
1: And then I'm online because I had two different types one from my doctor and one from my orthopedic guy. And they're two different things. So I looked them up and they basically do the same thing. But then I saw a video of this health guy it says, oh, my God, stay away from that stuff. It was destroying your liver from the meds. Yeah. And I only do one a day.
0: Meds are fucked. I mean, we talk about meds all the time. Um, and But a lot of like if you're having a lot of inflammation, uh, that, too, can be like, well, that's sh- bad. Well, a lot of a lot of sugar, a lot of processed sugar, a lot of processed fucking uh, like breads and carbs and shit like that. You know, and even if there's like any sort of like, I guess Jordan Peterson he talks about the carnivore diet.
1: Um, I don't know if I'm sold lot.
0: on that on on the carnivore diet or Jordan Peterson.
1: Oh no, I like him. No, the carnivore diet. Uh, I got an acquaintance of mine, uh, one of the guys that well, they moved off the Cape recently, but you know, we I said we used to go visit friends on the Cape. Yeah, his son-in-law is was carnivore. That's yeah. all he did. How is he doing? <clears throat> He does well with it. I mean, he's a he works outside. He does construction, landscaping, and all that. Right. And uh, he's you know he's I mean he's not like probably not an ounce of fat on the guy to begin with.
0: Right. Well, that's what. uh, So so carnivore diet is supposedly, um, helps with inflammation as well. But I mean, if you reduce like your sugar intake, processed sugar intake, and processed bread uh, intake. Uh, supposedly it's really supposed to help with like chronic pain that you're having in your body.
1: Yeah. I've cut way back on bread, uh, which really sucks because I like bread like big time. But right. what I'm going to try to do, uh, we talked about this before. I want to try to get some flour. That's, uh, non-processed. Yeah. Shit.
0: yeah. 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 Well, that's the, that's the thing with, I think that's a, a big issue with a lot of the Americanized, I guess, processed bread. Um, as well as the like high fructose corn syrup, and so oh processed God. sugar, like yeah. that stuff, obviously it's really bad for you. Um, but like a lot of like, you can make bread in a very natural organic way. Uh, actually off grid Aaron, if you listen to any of our like earlier episodes, he knows how to like do make very well bread, that very good bread. That's, uh, Organic and it doesn't have all the bullshit overprocessed stuff in it, and so it's like really not that bad for you. And the thing with like the the uh, the meat and the carbs, it's like, well, meat supports muscles, right? It has calories that you can burn, but protein supports your muscle growth. Carbs support basically your energy level, kind of. So, like, if you're super active, right? Say you work in construction, you work in landscaping like i do you can eat more carbs um because that's kind of sustaining your energy level but you also want to eat protein because that's going to help like if you're doing a physical job and you're really sore like that's going to help your muscles recover but it's also going to help your muscles build and and it will also reduce fat and the last thing i want to say about this is like a lot like people eat too much have you noticed that I've started. I've started paying attention a lot to how, like what I've been eating throughout the day, my portions, um, how much I'm eating at night, how much I'm eating in the morning. And I just realized like I'm eating way too fucking much. Like even even being a very active person, I'm just eating way too much. So that's another thing you have to look at. Like if you're eating like a high carbs diet, um. That's that's awful. And you're not very active, like you're not burning those carbs off, right? If you're not very active, but you're eating a lot of protein, well, then you're probably not going to have as much excess fat, I guess. Um, and that's Well, just- hold on a
1: second. When you, say you eat a lot of protein. Now, I don't know that much about this, but I probably should start educating myself. If you eat a lot of protein, but you don't burn that off, what does that turn into- isn't there a negative to that thing? Isn't there a negative to that? Side? So like, eating a lot of protein, like with the, like with the keto diet, like eating too much protein, doesn't it have an adverse effect on your liver?
0: I'm, I mean, obviously, we're not. I'm not a
1: no. I know doctor. me either, but
0: it just seems as to far me, as I know, it's like uh, p- protein supports muscles, carbs support your uh, like kind of your energy sustainability. Um, so, but obviously, if you eat the the caloric deficit, right. Mm-hmm. If you're eating under the amount of anything, like say you could be eating really shitty, right? You could be eating really shitty, but you're eating under the amount of calories that are being burned off within a day.
1: Well, then you'll lose weight.
0: You'll lose weight. But
1: it's like not in a good way, and what are you actually
0: losing? Right, and it's not as healthy. And you can also like, you can lose muscle as well if you're not like supporting. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like you want to eat, Enough carbs where you feel good, but also eat enough meat to support or proteins to support your muscle growth, but not eat in excess where like you're having fat stored on your body, right? Um, and because that's what fat is—it's that excess. It can also be toxins, but it's excess uh, calories that aren't being burned off that gets stored in your body, but also like toxins. Like say you're drinking a shit ton which I've I have been not recently you talk of beer you talk of beer beer um, but as long like as well as the the excess calories being stored in your fat also toxins in your body get stored in those fat it's like that's why lots of times if uh, say you're say you're really trying to get into shape and uh, you are you you're not just like working out to be fit. You're kind of working out to like you're like kind of conditioning yourself. So you're doing extra. So like maybe you're, what I mean by extra, maybe you're doing yoga, and then going for a run. Maybe you're lifting weights, and then you're going for a run. Or maybe you're doing like a martial, a martial art and sweating a shit ton. Then you're then you're going to lift weights and you're just sweating constantly so lots of times if you're doing this for a sustained amount of time you will get sick not necessarily puking but you'll like maybe you'll get a cold and maybe then you'll get you'll get like the shits or something right and you have really bad like the runs that's because your body is detoxing a lot of the toxins that are stored in your fat cells and you're sweating them out and that's being flushed out through your body and that's how you kind of get sick so like it's not just excess food that's being stored in your fat. It's also toxins. Does that make sense? Yes. And I could, uh, be, I yeah, could be 100% and Let me, and let me wrong explain. And, and I could not, be 100% wrong, and if there's a doctor who listens to this show, which I'm sure there is. Yeah, any
1: nutritionalist <laughs> that can help us out, and, and I'll tell you why. Tell me where I'm wrong, because well, I could be wrong. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to be really starting to get real serious about uh, – Losing Health, more weight, fitness. you should. Because I've I'm down like uh, twenty pounds right now. Is it like a healthy twenty pounds? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, you would Buckley, you would be surprised how little I actually do eat. But I think that's a detriment to me. And even my wife mentions that she says you don't eat all day, and I make these big dinners, and you hardly eat at all. Right. And I'm like, well, it's weird because. You know, depending on what we're having, I, 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 she always makes big salads, and I like salads. We've had this conversation before, uh, but I like salads that might not necessarily be that great for you. Obviously, I'm a sucker for a Greek salad. I mean, that just comes with growing up in this area, was so such a huge Greek community <laughs> that everywhere you go, if you're having salad, dude, it's a Greek salad, right? But I, uh, you know, I love feta cheese, which is actually pretty good for you, right? And uh, and then I go kind of try to go easy on dressing. I know I have a little bit of a dressing problem, but uh, but I really like Caesar salads. Oh, Caesar salads is great. Oh my god, my wife, my wife my wife makes salads. the Caesar uh, the salad dressing from scratch. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but but if you eat a big salad, you know, when you have a piece of chicken, like my wife spoiled herself and bought a big tomahawk steak the other day. Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh yes. Yeah. So good. I love fucking steak. But she knows that I'm not a big steak eater. What? I am not. No, I know you are. I am not. You should be. But she made this tomahawk, and we had some chicken, and we had a big salad, and we had some sweet potato. I like sweet potato. Yeah. And uh, and I, I haven't met a potato I haven't liked. And uh, and I had a, just a little piece of that tomahawk. Well, little G, she mouthed, that kid will eat some steak and uh and, Buck and, yeah little g oh my god that kid will eat steak like you've not seen a 12 year old eat steak but anyways uh but i just i didn't she goes oh you're not that's it she says i got this like 45 dollars steak and you only really eating a little bit of it i said it won't go to waste right you'll eat it she goes oh yeah well, i'm eating it <laughs> i'm like okay yeah she said well did you not like it i said no it was good i just you know me i'm not a big steak eater yeah. But uh but anyway, so but I just I eat very little. But what I gotta do is because, you know, everything that you read, when you're not eating, your body goes into starvation mode. Your your brain thinks you're starving, so it doesn't let you burn any fat off.
0: For a period of time, yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. Yeah.
1: So I I, I, I gotta get away is. from that. So what I gotta do, and I don't wanna go full blown keto, I just don't. Uh Keto, you should just focus on more like just clean eating. Okay, so I was just going to say so you have keto and then you have I mean you can do keto. I well, they have a thing called clean keto. I don't really know what keto is exactly. Well, keto is no carbs. Yeah, I mean that's kind of well,
0: okay, so there's carbs, there's there's carbs like bread carbs, right? And then there's carbs like vegetable carbohydrates, which right. are like fine. But you still don't want to eat an excess of those either. Well, it's just like fruit. Fruit has a lot of carbs because it has a lot and of sugar. sugar. Yeah, well, that's where the carbs come from. Well, carbs break down into sugar as yeah. well. So, yeah. but like if you're if you're eating like say a little bit of a uh, little bit of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and then like a, like more like a good size of what you're eating is like meat or like nuts even. But be careful with nuts because they're small but have high calorie intake. Now, I guess almonds are the best for that. Almonds are good. Macadamia like macadamia nuts, I'm pretty sure it's like Aren't those high in fat. They're high in calories, so you could have like a little bag of them in the store and it's like 800 calories or some shit. Something crazy. But yeah, you clean clean eating is like the way to try to go. Um, well, well, also like even if like say you're going to the store right and you're like I want to buy a drink or whatever. It's like, well, look at the back. And see how much sugar is in it. Also, check the ingredients, too. Because, like, you don't know, like, natural flavors, all this Zandham gum and fucking whatever else is in there. I don't know. Um, But check the sugar, because you could, like, have a drink and then it's like one drink. You're like, oh, that was good. And then you look at the back, it's like 36 grams of sugar. Yeah. Which is fucking, I mean, you're only, I think you're only really supposed to have, like, 30-something grams of sugar in a day, like, 37. I don't know if you're even supposed to have that much. I I, I honestly don't know. But, like, if you are getting that sugar, right, you you primarily probably want it to come from fruits and vegetables. Right. Right, And not, like, a... Energy drink, coffee drink, which yeah. is—it's—I know it's hard to do. Like it's—I know it's a problem for me. No, it's been a problem. I've had issues with it too. Like I have no issues exercising, right? At all. Like I, I'm—I love love being active, love doing all the shit. But diets, like one of the hardest things, and well for me personally because it's just like there's so obviously there's so much good food like drinking's really fun and beer's pretty good but also it's like it's so easy to just go into a store like a bullshit gas station and buy some fucking bullshit drink that has 36 grams of sugar or buy like oh I just want like a little snack whatever cookies, a muffin whatever it is and
1: There's a bunch of sugar in that, so now you're taking two little snacks, and it's like 50 grams of sugar or whatever. You really got to cut the garbage out, and I have to do that. You know what my weakness is? Is the coffee drinks. Oh yeah, they're good. They're awesome. You know me. I haven't had one in a bit, but I've had uh, yeah. They're a problem. Buckley knows I have a monster monster (laughs) coffee issue. Oh yeah, Uh, cut way back on those. I'll have maybe three in a week. Yeah. But I really shouldn't be having any because I, what my goal is is I want to get down to 190. Now, that people say, oh, my God, that's still big. Well, compared to what I am now, that's basically at this point I got to lose 80 pounds.
0: You, you want to get to 190?
1: That's where I want to get. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So, good
1: and, and And the reason why I say I don't want to do keto uh, because there's different versions of keto, and trust me, I've been looking into it. And, you know, because when people hear keto, what's the first thing you think of? Oh, I can eat a ton of bacon. I can eat a ton of cheese. I can eat, you know, freaking dozen eggs a day. Okay, that shit is, I don't think that's really the way to go. And don't get me wrong. I love all of those things. Right. But there is a way to do it. There's a clean keto where where you're not eating carbs, but you're not eating... Really excessive amounts of fat either right so that's kind of like the little fitness journey I want to go on and why I'm looking into the mushroom uh, coffee replacement if any of you people know anything about that let me know because uh, I was listening to some testimonials of how a lot of people have been able to use that as an aid to get them to quit smoking oh really yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I mean i I like the mushroom mixed drink. Yeah. Funny story I have. So when I have it, I make it in the morning. I put it in like a usually either an empty peanut butter jar cuz I get like organic peanut butter. So it's like I either use one of those and we keep them. So I either use one of those for like drinks or like a mason jar. And one day at work, um you know, I first thing in the morning cuz I drink it first thing when I get to work. I pull it out and I like shake it around, make sure it's good and like my the guy I was working with that day, he's like, "Oh, like, what do you got there?" Because it's like an unlabeled jar with just some like pink shit, and it's like kind of grainy. Like, what do you got there? I was like, "Oh, it's like this uh, organic kind of, well, mostly organic, uh, like mushroom mixture." He's like, "Oh, like, what are you microdosing?" Oh, just, like,
1: <laughs> well, just that wouldn't like be a, a bad idea some mornings. Uh, well
0: hey psychedelics are supposedly have good uh you know qualities therapeutic qualities uh you know they can help micro apparently a lot of people are microdosing nowadays and it's helping them I don't know how i microdose. it's once. helping
1: them get off hard drugs
0: that's good um I microdosed one time just to see it, and I don't know it was I didn't do like th- there's programs right where it's like well you take. A little teeny bit amount the first day and then the next like three days you take like a teeny bit more and then you stop and it's supposed to do something i i didn't follow like a program i just tried like a micro dose one dose to see how it would be and it, it didn't the only thing it really made me want to do was go outside instead of being inside that was about it um Obviously, the programs, they're probably... Maybe they help. Maybe they don't. I don't really know. What do you think? Have you micro-dosed? <clears throat> no. Have you done mushrooms? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's That like, wasn't any micro about it. Right. You know, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've done mushrooms before. It's not that big a fucking deal. I don't do... When I've done them, I haven't done, like, crazy amounts. Like, you hear about people that do, like, fucking, I don't know, five grams or they do some crazy shit. For me, it's like I, when I do it, which is very, very rare, I do like a teeny little, like a little bit, of, it's just to make you feel good, and kind of make you, you know, maybe feel a little happier. Maybe you're at a concert and it like makes the lights oh, look well, a, yeah. makes the lights look a little yeah. nicer. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, nothing crazy. I'm not trying to see Jesus mm. in a cornfield and then have an epiphany or whatever and, you know, visit God on, like, a fucking spiritual planet in a different dimension. That's not my goal with mushrooms, ever doing them. It's more like I just kind of want to feel good, have some fun, maybe think a little out of the box more than I usually do and uh, see some colors.
1: Yeah, uh, well, how many... <laughs> yeah, but how many famous musicians say that it was because of... Uh, psychedelics they're probably using like psychedelics that I wouldn't I wouldn't take LSD or anything like, like or
0: DMT Well DMT or
1: I'm not going to rule that out I would like to try that sometime.
0: Maybe. But,
1: but anyways I you know I think basically this conversation was just going uh, read labels everybody tells you that when you read a label oh, on something yeah. when you read a label on something you're like oh my god like I can't even go to the store and buy a loaf of bread. So okay so I have my favorite type of bread. And up here in New England, we have a bread that's called Canadian white. Mm. And what it is, and Pepperidge Farm sells it, but they don't call it Canadian white. They call it uh, farmhouse white or something like that. But here, you know, in New England, we have Canadian white. And it's really, it's a hearty bread. It's, it's great for making sandwiches. It doesn't fall apart. Uh, it's just a real, makes good toast, makes great French toast. but you got to look at the different brands. And when you start reading the label and it's got all this stuff, you can't even pronounce in it. It has high fructose corn syrup and it can literally sit in your cupboard for a month and not go bad. (laughs) Okay. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. So what we've been doing, and I got to see if he makes a white bread, but uh, what's the guy who plays the guitar Uh, on the bread? uh, Dave killers. Dave's killer bread. Yeah, that
0: that's organic bread, right? Right,
1: and you got to keep it in the refrigerator.
0: But uh, yeah, that will go bad. Like we've tried keeping a loaf out in the bread bowl, um, and it, but it, if it's like over a week, it starts to mold. Yeah. But I will say for even, oh, excuse me for even that bread, it's got a decent amount of sugar in a slice, so that's something to take into consideration as well.
1: Yeah, but just in the whole fermentation process to make dough. Doesn't it, uh, the yeast eats the sugar, consumes the sugar, and that's what makes dough rise so you can cook it into bread?
0: Some Is that yeah. science? Trust the science, Ron.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it would just be nice, like Krista like bought, oh, my wife, bought a, a loaf of keto bread for me to try. Freaking awful. Awful it's literally like it's it's like rubber it's like eating rubber i can't do it so that's why i was thinking i could find some if there was any such thing nowadays as like uh, and i know we talked about old mill before but if there's a type of flour you can buy that's organic where all the good stuff isn't taken out and bleached in the processing Right. right, that and that's why that's what they take all the good shit out of the bread, like the stuff that's healthy. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it can sit in your cupboard for a month and not go moldy. That's why it also gives you celiac disease. Well, I think there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, celiac disease was not a thing until you know, uh, glyphosate Roundup was a thing. You know, oh, and uh, and that's something you know, in and, and in countries in Europe. Where they don't allow GMO products. Like, they don't they don't have celiac disease. I mean, I've heard shit, too, where, like, uh, gluten,
0: like um, the Americanized processed version of gluten, can get, like, fucking, it, like, can go into your brain and shit. I'm not
1: 100% sure on the specifics of that. Well, listen, humans never had a problem with gluten. Been eating gluten for thousands of years. But just, like, okay, first of all, but our version is what
0: you're talking about right our version yeah I'm talking about the Americanized process. I don't know exactly I've people have sent me articles about this shit before of how it like kind of gets in your brain. Don't hundred percent take what I'm saying as fact or truth because I'm not really sure this is just shit I've heard, but also like just try like if you try not eating. A lot of processed sugar and reducing your sugar intake as well as your bread and carb intake. Um, You will kind of get this weird like brain fog for a couple of days if you stop having it because it's like – I don't know what what exactly is going on, but you get kind of like this weird almost like brain fog where you kind of feel weird and you're kind of like a little hazy – um, so just try it and tell me what you think. Cause I've done definitely done it where I've done, uh, I've cut back on carbs and sugar and like, I, f- you can feel it in your head. You're like, Ooh, something's
1: going on. Okay. Have you ever heard of the phenomenon called the keto flu? Uh, no. Yeah. So when a lot of people, they'll go on keto, right? They'll just cold Turkey, go on keto, right? Which is, I guess the only way you can do it. And, they would come down with flu like symptoms and they call it and it's it's cuz like you say it's the the toxins like we've talked before about how how people shed off what you know whether you believe it's a virus or whatever shed off these things and this is how the flu is spread right yeah okay yeah, yeah. so i think what happens is when you go to a keto diet and you're very serious about it so that your body actually goes into ketosis, and that's when it basically starts burning your fat that you have stored, that you come down with flu-like symptoms for about a week. Yeah. And it's not the flu. You're not sick. It's your body shedding toxins. Yeah, detoxing, essentially. And this, and this is why, you know, you have people that argue uh, germ theory versus terrain theory. I don't know that much about it. I've been trying to get this one particular doctor that I heard. He was on Grimerica with, uh, with Darren and uh, Graham. And it was a awesome, awesome show. And this guy talked about that. Mm. And he said, this is why <clears throat> flus are prevalent in the fall. And they're prevalent in the spring, like around the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. Because this is when your body, because now you're hitting different temperature swings outside, right? And your body is adapting to that. So your body knows you're coming out of, say, autumn and you're going into winter. So it's going to shed off some toxins. And then that would make you feel sick, like flu symptoms, right? Yeah. And then the same thing happens. And then, of course, other people can get that from you. And then in the spring, it does the same thing. It's like something about the equinoxes and and flu-like symptoms, right? While they're saying that when you go on keto, it's the same effect. Yeah. That you get the keto flu because your body is getting rid of shit it shouldn't have in there. Right. It's detoxing. It's detoxing. Right.
0: And there's, a well, yeah, those toxins are being flushed through your body. And another thing with, like, the terrain theory that I heard is, like, Like how you – like so there's germ theory where it's like you – if I'm sick and I touch you or sneeze around you and then you get the germs on your body or whatever and then they go into your body and then they make you sick. So something that I've heard with terrain theory is like it's essentially – none of that's actually happening. What's really happening is like your body is picking up signals – from you detoxing or whatever the, the toxins out of your body. So then my body would then take on those signals and then start detoxing. And that's how it spreads. Um, yeah, to detoxing
1: toxins as well. That's interesting. Have you heard that? Uh, not like you explained it, no. No. No, but All that right. makes a lot of sense. Like, like uh, It's just like how the trees in, in the forests, uh, we did a whole show on it, uh, they communicate with each other, right? Right. So so uh, it, it could be the same thing with bodies. Like our bodies might be communicating with each other and us not know. Well, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, so, so. I, okay. I, I all right. Think, I all right. A hundred percent. Okay. So I think the way that we communicate
0: in the way that we interact around each other, like you've heard the thing where it's like 90% of uh, communication is just body language. Right. Right. Like I'm reading a lot of how, like how you're holding yourself, your facial expressions, what you're doing. And 10% of that is like communicating verbally. So like taking that, I also think there's another, um, and other, I guess mode or whatever you want to call it way, I guess that we communicate because i mean, in my opinion, and we've talked about this a lot where, it's like I kind of think everything's sort of like an energy field. Some people think it's electricity, right? So it's frequencies flowing back and forth, or there's a grid that's kind of running through everything and everybody. So essentially, me and you are connected through an energy grid, right? And some of that goes into multi dimensions, others it goes into like string theory um, and stuff like that. But just think about threads crossing infin- infinitely in every direction. Right. And along that, there's energy and vibrations and the strings are doing waves up and down. Right. So if that's a grid throughout the entire universe or what we see as reality or consciousness that our brain like basically projects in our our vision, um, then I feel a lot of communication could be a frequency being transmitted through the grid to you. Right. And who knows the actual capabilities of that, right? Like, does it does it come through just through feeling? If Do I'm, you
1: think that's possibly where telepathy comes from? Well, th- that's the other thing.
0: Like, so if I if I'm feeling kind of angry, right, or I'm sad, but I'm not really saying anything about it, like you can pick up on that, right? Oh yeah, maybe it's maybe it's body language, which I'm sure some of it is, right? Recognizing that, but also like you kind of get a feeling. You know what I mean? Like if someone's super sad, super depressed, sometimes there's. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, around where, like, somebody's anxious, and then you start feeling anxious, and then that person eventually tells you that they're, like, maybe having anxiety or something. So then you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense why I'm anxious. Um, so I feel like a lot of that uh, communication could be through the electrical or frequency or energy grid that I feel like encompasses everything. Another side of that, like what you just brought up, is telepathy is there a way um where you can kind of formulate the communication into words that then go into the conscious mind into the brain you know i was watching a interview of a guy <laughs> who was talking about doing mushrooms with a friend and being able to have that telepathy um connection of communication where it wasn't just like i'm picking up on what you're feeling it was more like i'm putting thought and communication and it's coming across into your brain and consciousness in the form of words and in that kind of communication so it's like hey what's up how are you doing but no words are spoken and they're not even looking at each other but they both were like hey if you heard that do this like Grab my shoulder, and they would do it, or something like that. So I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, Okay, that just really kind of opens up a lot of ideas for me. Now, getting back to where the conversation started. (laughs) Well, no, (laughs) that was a tangent. Sorry. Well, no, not really. Well, not really. So, if you have one person that's sick, you you know the whole social distancing thing. That's where we were. Because the, maybe maybe over six feet or five feet is where oh, your bo- yeah. is where your bodies can still communicate with each other, but six. Feet. So they don't want you to be that close to each other so your bodies can communicate with each other without you knowing. Okay, right. So let's use the wood wide web as an example, where these trees communicate through their roots, through their leaves, and also through the mushroom psyllium that goes in the ground. That's like like the underground forest uh, information highway, right? Right. Now, say humans have an information highway that is not visible, right? Which comes down to exactly what you were just saying. Right. How many times have you heard somebody say, man, you're giving off a bad vibe? Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Like you say, almost like hive mind. If you have – you're in a scary situation or say – You're with a bunch of friends and you're telling, somebody's telling a ghost story around a campfire. Just use that as an example, right? And one person starts getting a little sketched out. Then that vibe of that person being sketched out goes to the person next to them. Right. And next thing you know, everybody except the storyteller who knows the story's bullshit is becoming sketched out. That's a perfect example of that. Yeah. And I think there was a theory that this is why they wanted the six-foot distancing. Yeah. Because they don't want people to be able to feed off of each other. It's another way to isolate you. Right? right? Yeah. So uh, so, so think about that. Uh, and uh, you, just like you say, like, like if you come in, and you haven't done this in a long time, uh, but say you come in. <laughs> well, no. Well, just hear me out. I've probably done it a couple times. You were, it's been a couple times, uh, not recently, but you would come in and I could tell immediately what kind of <laughs> mood you're in, and you've probably also been able to do that with me, right? Because not yeah. every day goes great here. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm very good at fighting that, but some days you just gotta say
0: you gotta give in.
1: Okay, I'm ugly and there's nothing I can do about yeah, it. Yeah, right.
0: No, I, I hear you. Right.
1: So so, and I know that you have done that. And I've just looked at you and say, all right, so what's up with you? Just tell me what's going on. Right. And then we work through it, and then it's all good. Yeah. But but it's like, uh, have you ever heard, and I don't know if this is exactly the right term, but I want to say it's called emotional vampires. Ooh. People that will just suck your energy out of you. Right. Because of the negativity. And this, And I think the negativity... Same with positivity, but we're going to talk about negativity. Negativity begets negativity. I've always said that. Yeah. Now, it's just like if you're hanging out with a group of friends, say you're hanging out and you got – or just take me and my wife, for instance. We have a group of friends. Uh, anywhere, it could be anywhere from eight people to 15 or 16 people, right? That we do a lot of things together. We four-wheel. We go on vacations. We go to the beach. We go to the mountain. We do all this stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. We go out to birthdays together. It's almost like you can tell which one is going to be, like, from SNL, the Debbie Downer. <laughs> and it's like, okay, don't fucking bring your fucking <laughs> negativity into what could potentially be a really good time. That's an emotional vampire. I gotcha. My father was a fucking emotional vampire. And you could hear him coming, just like you said with me, oh, you can hear Ron coming. Check when he would come down from the big house on his golf cart like run and he could he would just <laughs> Time barely to go. he would and these were not electric these were gas golf carts so if you just give the throttle a little bit just enough for the belt to like move the golf cart but not enough to fully engage it it would go it would go and you could hear it coming and one of the guys that was here with me go oh my god junie's coming oh shit you go oh junie's coming then Everybody in the garage would run. It'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, he's like, here he comes. Then now, all of a sudden, everybody's on edge. Ooh. Is that the same idea? Our bodies communicating, but we're we're communicating just by hearing a sound. Yeah, it's putting us all into this state of anxiety, or just wondering, okay, what's going to happen when he gets here. Then, yeah. have you ever heard of the Mighty Mouse song? Yeah. Here he comes to, to save, save the, the day. day. Yeah. Well, we used to have a song for Junie. Here he comes to wreck our day. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. it's like, and it was like the real deal because he was, if he was in a bad mood, dude, everybody was in a bad mood.
0: Yeah. No, I get. I get. Yeah, I, I understand. That. I mean, but I feel like in a way, I've definitely been like that in my life. Do you know what I mean? And probably have done it not that long ago where I go somewhere and I'm just in a fucking bad mood. And then that transfers over to whatever else I'm doing. Right. Um, I obviously it's not every time, like, you know, you figure out ways to work around that, I guess, or like just not, well, you don't want to ruin a good time for everybody else. Right. You don't want to go like you, if you, if, if that's happening every single time you go somewhere, then you should probably re examine yourself. You know what I mean? Like kind of fit okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're you shouldn't hang out with people. Doesn't mean you shouldn't fucking like go try to have fun or whatever. It just means that maybe, like, maybe there's another issue going on that you need to look at or you need to talk to somebody about or you need to like work through with yourself, right? Because you don't want to go out all the time, and that's happening, or like bad shit's happening, or you you're pissing other people off. Um, so if that is happening, I would say you know well why. Think about that. Maybe something bad happened. Maybe whatever X, Y, and Z. Um, and then rework, re remanage yourself emotionally in a way where you can uh, not have that happen because you don't want to be that person. I've been that person more than once, and it sucks, right? It does. Like if you're ruining other people's bad, you're, if you're ruining other people's time or like what's supposed to be a good time because of shit that's happened in your life or whether it's past, present, whatever, um, I'm, I'm not going to be like, Oh, that's fuck. You're a fucking terrible person. Cause you're not, you're, you're human. You've dealt with shit and it's coming out in your, your, your personal life and not a great way it doesn't make you a terrible person, but it does I think mean I think that you need to reexamine yourself and figure out why that is and maybe and then make a change whether you know it's I don't know exercising to get to work with that difficult shit whether or it's better diet or better diet or maybe it's uh you know. Maybe you had something horrific happen in your childhood or something very bad. Or maybe you just had a shit childhood growing up. Right? Maybe you just had a completely shit childhood. Yeah, but I, I and don't. it comes through, and then, like, that makes you jaded. Maybe. Well, and Maybe you got to okay. work on that. Maybe we right. talk about that.
1: I don't know. Jaded is a good word to use. Because uh, you can be jaded, but you also need to learn how to get over that shit. Okay? My, my Agreed. child. Agreed. My childhood was not ideal. Yeah. Do I use that as an excuse? Am I an asshole to people? I am almost never an asshole. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. No, I agree. So, so I mean, I just I don't like to ruin other people's days. Right. You know. I, I mean, even even if I just really don't like you, I I don't want to go out of my way to ruin your day. Right. Right. I just I just soon not have anything to do with you. But a lot of people will take, and I understand the concept of childhood trauma. Right, I understand. And you don't
0: use it as a fucking excuse. I
1: understand the concept of generational trauma right. as well. However, I think your life is what it is what you can make of it. That's true. Because I can start. I can wake up and uh, just like if my wife gets on my case, like before I've had a cup of coffee. Right. Like that's a no go zone for me. <laughs> that's that's like, and, and I'm a solitary person too. Sometimes I don't want to be around anybody. Yeah, because I am around people all the time. Yep. Does not mean I'm antisocial. I can be extremely social. He won't stop talking. Well, there you
0: go. He'll he'll just keep talking, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, yes he'll just no. go.
0: Yes and no. He's like Forrest Gump. You know, when when he starts running, and he like just keeps running until his beard's like long and his hair's long. He runs all the way across the U.S.
1: That's I, run. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> think I'll go home now. No. <laughs> no, but but no, you know what I'm saying, right? No. Well, but mean, sometimes, like, like, here's the perfect perfect Saturday for me. Oh, here we go. Little G's at Nana's or she's at Grand's, one or the other. The wife is out drinking somewhere. She's out shopping. I've got to go here. She'll send me a list. i got to go here, 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 and I'll probably go for a drink. Well, you don't even need to text me that.
0: Just go for a drink.
1: Because I know you're going for a drink. Because okay? that's, you know. She never gets to get out of the house either. She works from home. I get it. You need to get the fuck out of the house. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, where I am never home, I like to go home sometimes and just be alone. Mm,
0: see.
1: Because I don't want to ruin other people's times, their day. She'd be like, oh, well, so-and-so and so-and-so wants us to meet them at uh, 4 o'clock for dinner. What do you think? I said, okay, I'll meet you there. Don't bother me for the next six hours But until for dinner. the next five hours, <laughs> I ain't doing shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got
1: you. And that's why, you know, we haven't even talked about the weather. I mean, this week has been beautiful, in my opinion. It's been all right. It's been 85 degrees. It's been a little on the humid side, a little bit of rain at night. It's been nice. Right. But th- this time of year, I like to hang out outside. I've said it a million times. And... I go in the pool I was in the pool till nine thirty the other night. It's fucking relaxing yeah and it and I'm, what I'm trying to do is trying to set my mood because I don't have any problems sleeping even if I got a lot going on in my life I don't have any problems sleeping I, I will just go to sleep and I get out of the pool so then you're wet and you're a little chilled then you go up and you change and my room I have AC in my bedroom that's the only place I have AC and it's nice and chilly, and I like to just snuggle up. And then Opie always waits for me to go to bed, so then he hops into bed with me. And then I got my little cat that I call Baby. She's comes and she lays on one side. Opie lays on the other side. I put my headphones on. I'll find a show to listen to or an audio book or maybe music. And within 10 minutes, I'm out, right? Boom. So if I go to bed in a good mood, then I'm probably going to wake up in a good mood. Probably. Just don't give me shit for, until I've had coffee. <laughs> don't ask me about the litter box. <laughs> don't ask me, you know, did I did I do X, Y, Z the day before when you already know I didn't. Right. You're just asking me just to fucking irritate me. But <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I guess my my main point. Well, my point is don't oh. be an emotional vampire on people. Try not to be.
0: But yeah. I guess my point was you don't always know, right? Right. You don't always know how, like, say you had a shitty childhood or whatever, right? You don't always know how that's affecting your personality and how that's coming out in your life now. That was kind of what I was trying to get at.
1: Oh, so, I got you. Yeah, that's that's why sometimes I like to just really do nothing. Right. So because I've saying. worked. So just be aware of it. I've worked Maybe. since elementary school. Right. There you go. I didn't have summer vacations. I had work summers. 85 years of work you know? in a row without Dude, any vacations. I've put a lot of hours into my lifetime. <laughs> I bet you have. And some days I'm just like, like I wake up in the morning, like like the last thing I want to do, <laughs> absolute last thing I want to do is work on a car. Is work on a car. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Shit. And you know what really sets me off too? Like I tell people, don't text me or call me till after nine o'clock. Yeah, I'm dead to the world until nine. I get texts at six thirty in the morning, seven 630? in the morning. I fucking ignore
0: them. You got to put your phone on airplane mode. Yeah, but you're probably on
1: your phone, so never yeah, been. yeah. I'm usually right. listening to something, but uh, but we all need our little time alone. And if it makes you feel a little bit better, then so be it. Uh, my wife understands one hundred percent. She knows I need my alone time. Uh, she nothing, probably, nothing. nothing Want to get
0: murdered? I feel
1: nothing. Like. Well, I would never do that, but she, she knows. Well. She knows that some of my <laughs> best things is when I have Saturday after I've done all my chores, I've done my dump runs, I've done everything I need to do. I like to either hang out by the pool, hang out in my outside chair, have a smoke, have a drink. And maybe sometimes like in the wintertime when I can't be outside, I like to go inside, get in my Lazy Boy, Opie gets in my lap. I'll put a movie on or a show I'll just start watching it and boom, I'm out. He's dead to the world, last and gentlemen. Out. So, But but I wake up refreshed. So speaking
0: of health, just to change gears a little bit.
1: Well, I think health is important to talk about. It's very important. Especially when I am going to be embarking on a journey. On a yeah, I know everybody says it's cliché, but it's it is not what it though
0: cuz yeah. I just start I recently just started a side quest for my health. Uh, up, upon all the other shit that I've usually try to do but i've always had i've had like back pain since probably high school and i don't know if it's because i messed my back up in high school landscaping um and then like just never really you know got back into the rhythm of using my back the same way um and then you know from that just having a bad back because your muscles don't develop or become strengthened if you have an injury sometimes and you don't really do anything about it right you start moving differently, you start adjusting because oh you're in pain and then years down the road you have chronic pain, right? right? Because you're moving differently and you haven't strengthened those muscles. So I recently have just started um like last weekend. This past weekend I started uh just looking into a lot of like posture. Watching a bunch of videos on like good posture um, good posture when walking, good posture when sitting, good posture when running, um, which is similar to walking. And I didn't know that, like, posture, but if you have poor posture, that can have, uh, it can decrease blood flow to your brain and, like, oxygen as well. Because if you're slouched over, like, it can push down on your vitals. And then, you know, if, Oxygen decrease in oxygen and blood, like you can have seizures and shit like that, just from having bad posture. Uh, also, for every inch that you're slouched over, it adds like ten pounds of pressure to your your lower spine. Right, because your head your head is heavy. Right, and then so basically, what happens is that your spine is just pushing down on the discs in between your your spinal whatever. What do they call columns? No. Yes, maybe. Whatever they're called. There's each piece of your... Well, your vertebrae. Your vertebrae, sorry. (laughs) There's each piece of your vertebrae in between each vertebrae. And you were right. It's spinal column. Boom! I'm smart! I'm a doctor, bitch! In between each vertebrae, there's a disc. So if you're constantly slouched, right, then your spine um, is going to be basically, like, crimping, I guess... If that's the right word, on those discs, and then that can cause pain. Uh, you can also pinch nerves, I guess, as well um, from poor posture. Uh, also, though, you can. Um, well, also your your spine, I guess, is your. This is the old, the old, the age old saying. It's like picture a string in the top of your head, right? If you want to have good posture, and someone's pulling that string up, you're essentially supposed to have your shoulders back in like chin kind of tucked and it's really awkward and i've been practicing walking this kind of this way and running running is adjusting a little differently um because you're running uh and then as well as sitting most of the time i try to practice like the same posture um and it's really it's more tiring than you would actually think like for your your back it gets tired in your shoulders as well as your like neck,
1: and it feels fucking awkward because you're using muscles you're not used to using.
0: Right, and then yeah. as well, like when you're walking now, now not just sitting. Think about you're trying to walk and do the same thing, but you're also moving. Um, but also when you're walking, apparently you're a lot of people they walk with their feet leading, right? Which can, which means, and so if I'm doing a little walking figure across right the table. The feet are kind of going out like this, mm-hmm. which, like, a lot of people, you're actually supposed to, like, This is audio
1: only, by right. the
0: way. So, <laughs> it's audio only. So, a lot of people, when they walk, they lead with their feet. So, they're kind of swinging their feet out in front of them and then stepping. But where, what you're actually, I guess, supposed to do is push off of your foot. So, it's engaging your gluteus maximus muscles. Um, and then you know, it is supposed to help with back pain. All this stuff I just talked about is supposed to really help with lower back pain. Upon that, I also started looking up different lower back exercises, and I've been cranking those out as much as I can. Different stretches, I guess, as well, because apparently, you if you have a lot of back issues, and I'm not saying, like, this is for everyone, and I don't even know if this is for exactly what's going on for me. I just kind of was thinking about it and kind of thought like, well, maybe I just need to start strengthening my lower back by doing exercises as well as like bending. Like you don't think about it when you're bending down. Are you engaging your core? Are you bending at the hips? Lots of times when I was bending over to reach stuff, I was bending from like my kind of the lower back and down like, like a like a curve, mm-hmm. like a cobra might, you know, the top of a cobra looks. And instead of engaging my core and my back muscles and then kind of like bending at the hips. And then like think about that. If you're doing that over a, su- a sustained amount of time and y- over years, then like your the proper muscles you're supposed to be using in your lower back and your core, they get underdeveloped. And then eventually become painful because they're underdeveloped. So these are things I've been looking at. um, And if you have lower back pain, I guess it's something for you also to think about. Um, I have a chiropractor appointment on Friday, so I'm going to see how that goes. I've never been to a chiropractor.
1: Oh, if you've got a good one, boy, you'll you'll feel really beat up as soon as you leave. But once you relax after, you will feel a lot better. Yeah,
0: I'm hoping it it helps. Um, I'm hoping the exercises help. Um also considering doing yoga again, which I haven't done years just because but I Yoga is the devil. The devil. I've heard it's devil. They they banned it from New Orleans, uh, because it was considered to be satanic back in the day, but it's now back in New Orleans and uh apparently you know, it spells out satanic lettering as well, the mo- the the poses, I've heard. <laughs> so we'll see. What a
1: bunch of shit.
0: But I also hear that if you are you know unactive or you have a lot of pain yoga really opens up like your spine and your back Um, because even if you're just like say you're doing repetitive things like just running right and maybe you're doing some stretches but you're also lifting weights right or maybe you're doing I don't know whatever it is but you're not really doing all the stretching and strengthening because you're just locked in that routine then you still could develop chronic pains because your muscles are only developed to do those certain movements or underdeveloped because you're not doing certain movements. I guess. Ligaments, fucking muscles. So that's my kind of my spiel for the health. My back. I've really been focusing on that a lot because it's bothered me since like high school all the way until now. So I'm kind of trying to take steps and just focus on seeing what i can do to mitigate that alleviate that as well as like i don't know i'm looking into possibly getting like a ice bath type thing yeah um i at the end of my showers i always put it on as cold as it can go and then i just douse my back and hips and it actually does help a lot uh yeah there we go that's it well that's to the health
1: the health portion of That's the show. That's to the health. Uh, because, you know, I do want to get pretty serious about it, and I want to... You know, I've been in pain. I'm, I'm in pain all the time. Like, it's just... You know what? It finally hit me the other day that it's freaking exhausting. Yeah, being in pain? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not only physically, but sometimes just emotionally. Yeah, mentally. It's freaking exhausting. Hell yeah. You know? But we'll get past it. Hey, listen, a little bit of good news here. Interesting news. Out of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. A Pfizer facility housing COVID-19 vaccines got hit by an EF2 tornado today.
0: Ron, there's some good people that worked in that facility. There probably could have been. but Probably all AI and reptilians. Yeah. yeah How many people died?
1: Just an interesting thing that just popped up. I don't know. I think it's too fresh. I don't think we know. Oh. but So so I want to ask you a question. Something I want to talk about briefly. Yes. Because I've noticed uh, a lot of fracturing and infighting and just more division amongst the Patriot community over this fucking movie. Oh, okay. The Sound of Freedom. That's just what I was about to bring up. Okay, so you texted me the other day. Yeah. And you said that you were you had a chance, you went to go see the movie. Was there any shenanigans in the theater? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, because you're seeing that bullshit everywhere
0: too. Besides having a deal with my girlfriend, but no. She went with you? Yeah, so it was date night, so I was like, let's go see a movie about human trafficking. <laughs> nice. And she was like, Is that the QAnon movie? And I was oh, like, Oh my uh, gosh. Did you really say that? She did. And okay. I was like, No, it's about human trafficking. I don't know. She might have just been <clears throat> saying it to kind of, you know, poke me a little bit. Yeah. But she like she didn't really she wasn't like, No, oh my god, I don't want she was like, kind of, Yeah, let's go see it. Because I mean people are interested in this stuff and it's also like something that's kind of it's like oh, do I really want to go see this but then maybe I should because it might open me up to something okay this is what I want to say about sound of freedom first of all the movie was it wasn't like a great film like that's what I want to say from the cinematic cinematic standpoint it was like a good decent movie um you know, I don't think it deserves any great awards or anything like that, acting wise, filming wise, anything like that. As far as the human trafficking stuff goes, um, I want to say it's like the Coors Light of human trafficking. I would say Bud Light, but then that insinuates gay shit, so I'm going to go with Coors Light. When I mean when I say Coors Light, I mean like. If you really don't know anything about human trafficking and you go to see this movie, you're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is human trafficking, right? But if you know anything about human trafficking, as we do, because we read stuff, watch stuff, talk, uh, about, it. talk about it, then you're going to kind of be like, wait, what? Like, okay, you're talking about a very uh, important issue that needs to be talked about. But you're not really going that fucking deep. Um, So it reminds me of the Epstein. Do you remember the Epstein documentary that was on Netflix? I saw
1: a couple different ones. It kind
0: of reminds me of that. Like it's like very surfacey Tidbits. Tidbits. It's like, yes, it is fucked up. Uh, It is a problem. But we're not really going to go into the nitty gritty. Like, we'll give you just enough so you kind of get the point and you're like, oh, this must be what it's like. But we're not really going to talk about certain things. Um, And, you know, the film was done in a way that was, I guess, it alluded to a lot of things uh, or insinuated. So, um, like, it didn't show a lot of, like, fucked up shit. You know, there was some scenes that were cringy. It was very sad. There were some very sad parts. So you're
1: saying it it was presented... And I need to go see this movie, but... uh, So it was presented in a way where they generalized information in letting the viewer form their own opinions or take that information and do what they will with it, which is either ignore it or say, you know, think past the surface of it. Right. Like with the Epstein documentary. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminded me yeah, that, and but also like kind of how like, okay, Joe Cause Rogan. Because this movie's basically a, what they call a docudrama, right? Kind of.
0: Yeah. It's But it's like kind of like how Joe Rogan's podcast lots of times will like go into stuff, but won't really go into stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there's been a lot of stuff also like, well, just take for example, I mean, look at the, the Chester Bangton, Anthony Bourdain, and Chris Cornell film. It, what was it? It's the I forget, The Sound of Silence, or they all got killed essentially, right? And they were putting out that movie or documentary that was about human trafficking. But every single person that was working on it, those three people, got killed. Mm-hmm. So why, why wasn't anybody working on this film whacked? It seems a little funny to me. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it wouldn't be, uh, without, it wouldn't be out of my mindset to believe that possibly this film was put out for a purpose, right? Like possibly a MK ultra E a little bit in the way that it's like, okay, we're gonna, uh, we're going to kind of desensitize you to this. So one, you either think this is what's going on, but really there's all this other fucked up shit going on. That's way fucking worse. Or we're going to desensitize you to this shit. So when all this shit actually comes out, you won't be as like, Oh my God, it won't be this such a big deal. On, right? right.
1: So do you think, do you think, and I really wish I had a chance to see it so we could get a little bit more in depth about it. Uh, because this is this movie is causing a lot of rifts with people right. uh, in, in multiple communities, right? Uh, so do you think that this movie was allowed to be put out uh, yeah. to work towards desensitizing people and all this hype about this movie? Just like when they hype anything else up, after you get over the initial hype and then people look into it, what do they do? Nothing. They they do nothing, and they forget about it. Right. Do you think that that is the actual goal of this film?
0: I think there's a high possibility that yes, that could be exactly what's going on because I mean, no one no one got whacked. Uh, I know that's kind of a fucked up thing to say, like, well, no one who made this movie died, but that's, like, the reality of what we're working with now. Lots oh, yeah. of people that come out with uh, with a, with anything, human sex trafficking or anything, slightly in the same realm, lots of times they get killed. So I honestly do think that could be 100% the reason why this film made it through. I mean, obviously, when I say it didn't go deep on human trafficking and, like, the nitty gritty, like... I get it was Tim Ballard. It was about him, so it was about his story, and they did show real footage from the operation as well as they showed footage of just kids being taken off the streets. Um, so that is one point why I couldn't have gone deep. But, like, they didn't touch they, – they, they talked about how human trafficking – like, one of the biggest hubs for human trafficking was the United States, and that half the fucking movie is all about uh, people being – Trafficked in Honduras and then into Colombia, and then across the border, uh, in the southern the southern border. So it's like you're you're talking about how the U.S. is a huge hub for human trafficking. It goes on, but then you're placing all this perspective onto like South American uh, communities or gangs, and they are kind of like pinpointing. it it on them and like in the grand scheme of things like okay if it's just the story of Tim Ballard then I get why it was that you know uh, it was that scaled down but if you're making a movie about human trafficking and you're saying that a big big one of the biggest hubs is the US and then you don't go into talking about how like well Homeland Security who Tim Ballard worked for or was portrayed to work for in the movie is a big part of that you know how the CIA is a big part of that uh, how the U.S. government is a big part of that, how the FBI is a big part of that. They don't talk about any of that, or how CEOs or rich billionaires in the U.S. are a big part of the human trafficking. It's like in this movie, right, they pinpoint it to the South American gangs. And, like, that, that would be fine if it was just a story about Tim Ballard and we never spoke about how influential media is right and how lots of times it content is put out for a specific reason and you know we have all this hype around it right uh all this all this hype right so we're just building it up the controversy whatever it is which makes usually makes people want to see it more right so why is it just only being pinpointed to this one point and why is nothing else being talked about in the u.s with All the corruption
1: that we know of. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like you're saying, they're trying because I understood just reading about it. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, but how a lot of it took place in Central and South America. Yeah, yeah. Now, are they saying that this is the origin? No. Well, well, hold on. Just hear me out. Okay. Are they saying that this is the origin of it? And that these kids are orphaned or unwanted or kidnapped or whatever. And they bring them all the way up, cross them against the border because they have quote unquote sponsors waiting for them here. And this is why they're leaving the border open so that they can't detect these undocumented kids coming across the border, which I think is probably exactly what's happening. Oh, yeah. And not only are these kids undocumented, but their sponsors—they're not vetted. in like, if they are vetted, I can't say they do a very deep job. Not like the year I went through with DCYF here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, they're probably like, "Oh, we got all these kids. Ah, uh, oh, what's your name? Where are you? From? Oh, okay, yeah, no, you can take little, uh, you know, Enrique and you know, whatever." Just take them and do whatever. And these kids are undocumented, and they continue to be undocumented, which means nobody's looking for them. Right. And nobody's going to know where they are, and nobody's going to question it if they never see that kid again. Yeah. Now, that was the stuff I was hoping that this movie would have dived a little deeper into. Again, I got to go see it.
0: Not really. It it – so, like, a lot of the – like, it really pinpointed a lot of the human track trafficking aspect on, like, your kids are being taken, right? Like, or this, uh, this impoverished family's kids are being taken. They played a lot of videos of just kids being taken off the streets, which is definitely a part of it. But there's, like, so much more, like, baby farms or, like, the organized uh, – uh,
1: orphanages, right? Uh, the child services. Yeah, I just had something I wanted. To, when you're done, I want to add the, to that.
0: Well, the child services stuff, the all the, all these foundations that deal with kids, and like a big thing that uh, one of the big things I heard about was that uh, his name is like Carlos Slim or something like that. Carlos Slim. Yeah. He he donated a lot of, or he gave a lot of funds to this movie. I heard. I don't know this on record or anything like that but this Uh, i think
1: that's pretty accurate
0: but he also a
1: multi-million dollar um uh i want to say isn't he the mexican cell phone mogul well he set up controls the cell phone airwaves and like
0: he set up mexican soccer programs for kids um he also donated to the uh bill and hillary clinton foundation um and has some ties to Haiti, which we know at a Haiti. There's a sketchy, whole, sketchy shit. There, whole yeah. bunch of human trafficking, uh, child programs that the Clintons are tied to. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, so I mean, I guess the, the, I guess what I'm trying to really say about this movie is like, well, first of all, you don't need to see this movie to learn about human trafficking, and if you think like. So don't go see it to just learn about human trafficking. There probably is a a shit ton of other material. There's a million
1: documentaries on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. or or you can just Google
0: shit and probably find out more about it. This was a very Hollywood uh, production that really was just surface diving and didn't really touch on a lot of important things or just how actually fucked up it really is at its core, like a lot of the a satanic abuse, ritualistic abuse, organ harvesting, uh, adrenochrome harvesting. Any I mean, of that shit. I mean,
1: honestly, I think we have that going on just with Planned Parenthood,
0: right? Yeah. You know, without
1: even bringing human trafficking into it, which is a form of human trafficking. Right? Uh, do you think that the movie was made to prop up this Tim Ballard person? Possibly, I don't know
0: much about Tim Ballard besides that he what he does the well he did this and he did uh, Operation Rail Underground Railroad something like that yeah yeah I, I mean I I don't know if it's just a story about Tim Ballard and what he did then okay yes I guess it's a good Hollywood production but like we know that media and content isn't especially if it's coming from any sort of realm of elites or Hollywood right it's not just put out to just tell a story, ever. It's always put out with other intentions. Yeah. And that might be... Yeah, predictive
1: programming. Predict... Might be, uh, Propaganda. Might be any of that shit, right? Uh, could be a total psyop. Now, you know, I right. was... It could be a fucking total psyop. You, like, like I said before, and uh, one of the other... Uh, uh, another well-known patriot on Instagram come out and said, Listen, if you... You know, and if you think... Any deeper about this movie, other than it showing you that this actually exists, then you need to look into it a little bit more. And I understand what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but you have other people that are saying, and I'm not saying I 100% disagree with them, like anything, uh, there's, there's got to be at a certain amount of truth to everybody's standpoint. I mean, these are very smart people that are arguing back and forth, to be honest. Uh, that this is a total PSYOP, they put it out there for whatever reason, and it could be to do what we kind of suggested or questioned. Is it just to normalize this whole thing? We're going to put it in your face, because we know if we put it in your face, just like anything that like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, all the people that were associated with them that, you know, alive themselves. Nobody talks about it anymore. No, virtually nobody is talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. Nobody's talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Nobody's talking about any of this. And it was so hot in the news for a very, very lengthy period of time. Now, so this whole thing with the Sound of Freedom has been very heavy in the news. It's in all your feeds, on all the social medias. Everybody's commenting on it either one way or another. They are discovering that there's a lot of people. Uh, of course, we know the mainstream media is getting down on this movie. Of course, you know that doesn't surprise us. And then, you, and then you have other people that are coming out against this movie. And then, when you dig into them, they're they've they've got a pedophilia record, or or they're involved in some sketchy, shady shit, right? right. So, so just the fact that these types, okay, so just like you say, what your girl said, oh, the QAnon movie. Right. So, so, the, so they bring that out. Oh, that's a QAnon ish movie. Okay, so Sound of Freedom, just in their defense, Sound of Freedom was produced, filmed and produced before the QAnon thing even even hit go.
0: It was done filming in 2018.
1: Okay, so that is before Q. But because these people want everybody to believe that it's propaganda, it's conspiracy theory, this shit is just not happening, which I don't know how they could ever convince anybody that it's not happening because we know it's actually happening right now they're coming out against us so that right there to me is a red flag that there might be some truth to this now i'm not questioning whether there's any truth to this movie and i could tell you that i haven't even seen it right because we as part of what we do you know we talk about these things like we are aware of these things going excuse me going on we're aware of the things that happened in haiti we're aware of the things that have happened in any other natural disaster that they take advantage of, that kids go missing. Yeah. We're aware of, uh, through other uh, alternative uh, news sources, of the sketchy stuff that comes out of Planned Parenthood. Right? We are aware of these things. Mm-hmm. So, this movie to people like us probably isn't going to tell us anything that we don't really already know. The core light of human trafficking, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to get it out in front of the public. Oh, it broke a hundred million dollars in its first weekend. It outdid it outdid Disney's uh, Indiana Jones Indiana Jones movie, and then we find out that Disney actually had the rights to this movie, and then they you know however that worked, they Angel Pictures got a hold of it. Okay, right. so to me, it's exactly what you, your question was in the beginning was. How is this movie out exposing this kind of stuff and nobody's getting killed over it? Right. And and I it, it, so that brings up other questions from other people that I've seen the arguments myself. I've watched them all, or a good portion of them. Everybody has a valid point on this. If you're going to talk down about this movie because you're saying that human trafficking doesn't exist, well, then you're just extremely uninformed or you're part of the problem. Yes. Now when you when you come out and you say oh Carlos Slim uh financed it or look at the past of this guy and then you know all the stories going around about Tim Ballard which I'm I got to say I I think a lot of them stories are made up they're, they're they're contrived they're just propaganda they're trying to beat this guy down. I I kind of got to think he's a legit guy. Okay? Uh, just in my personal opinion, uh, I'm a fan of Jim Caviezel. Uh, a lot of people say that he's uh, like you know somebody that you know quite well. Can- told me, oh, he's a conspiracy a conspiracy theorist, not job. Okay, I don't agree with that. Uh, I just don't. And so it, this is one of those things, and this is why I wanted to uh, kind of get your intake on it because you saw it and uh, maybe put it through its first steps of uh, opening analysis. Yeah. But but what you're saying, is, and when I see it, I will have an analysis. Believe me, uh, and I'm not you know I'm not going to say oh well this the, the lighting sucked or whatever. I'm not talking about that. No. I'm talking about an analysis of the actual story and what it is they're actually trying to convey to you, right? Because just like you said, if they wanted to be deeper than a surface dive, as you say they would have brought the story across the border to the united states in maybe maybe not name names because that would be libelous you know in, in that you know in that sense but they would be able to put it in the minds of the viewers of this movie that you know all these rich people in this country they might actually have something to do with this yeah, and obviously it's not every rich person in this country has anything to do with this. I'm just saying, right? There are some very sketchy, very connected people that are friends with people that we know. Allegedly, we we can't say we know, but just say that allegedly are involved in these types of things.
0: Right? <clears throat> they allude to stuff like
1: that. So so it's so it's just a matter of connecting the dots, right? They, they allude to
0: like the the, um, the rich Americans. Doing this stuff. Okay. It's just most of the movie didn't take place in that aspect or or really go into detail about that. But, like, obviously it was a story about Tim Ballard. So there's also that
1: piece where it's it's just telling the story of him. Then, like, okay. Well, what I'm. Okay, so that's my question, Buggy. Is there, for whatever reason, an attempt to prop up this individual? Right. Yeah. Not saying that's what they're doing, but just saying, is this. Why the movie was allowed to? I mean, if 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 the powers that be did not want this movie out,
0: it wouldn't be out.
1: It wouldn't be out, plain right. and simple. So yeah. what? Then why yeah. do they want it out? Right. Do you think it comes down to the mm-hmm. concept that anonymous Sean and I talk, and you've talked about it too, uh, that they have to actually present to you what they're doing.
0: They're like hiding in plain sight, or the they got to
1: show you what they're doing. Consent. The consent. I was just going to get there. They're yeah. going to say, okay. This is what we're doing. You're not doing anything about it. So, so in our eyes, you are consenting to what we are doing. Therefore, we keep doing it. We can keep doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that without, could be a very without repercussions. That could be a very, yeah. That could be one of the, that could be a reason why. But I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I think as a standalone movie, right? And the actor Jim Caviezel. it's like.
1: Did you consider it like a B level movie?
0: I would give it, like, a 6.5, okay. maybe a 7. You know, nothing great. Good story, good movie, but nothing, like... Worth going to see. You could, yeah, go see it, but, like, you know, I'm probably not going to watch it again. Maybe I will, but who knows. Um, it's not one of those kind of movies where you're like, oh, i got to watch it. Over well, it's not over. like
1: a Saving Private Ryan or a...
0: Right, and I just want to say, too, it's like we don't know, you know, Jim Caviezel really could think he's taking on a role where he's putting out a lot of good information. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And putting out a film that opens the people's eyes, which I think it will do. Like it, it, I think that it will do that. Um, and he very well could not really know there's any other motive behind it that we're talking about and just really think he's doing that. Maybe not. I don't know. um, I think in that perspective, though, it does bring a lot of light to a very important issue. Super dark! And super dark. And that's why I kind of called it, like, the core's Light of human trafficking. Because it will, like, bring this shit to a lot of people's attention, but it doesn't even nearly brush the fucking surface of what's really going on. And we don't really know why they put this movie out.
1: So well, I guess kinda it. I guess an argument could be made that they don't want to give people too much too soon. But because that would just blow people's minds. Now now just just thinking about the whole human trafficking and little kids and you know possible child sacrifice. I mean, if that doesn't blow your mind, I don't really know what's going on. Most people but, won't, but, won't believe that's going right, on. Right. Okay, though. so that's my point. It's so outrageous that there's no way it could be true. Right.
0: So the other thing is like, well, mel- is
1: this why this movie was put out? Because people are going to say, this is oversensationalized. There's no way that it happens on this level. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, in in a sense, open up. Just say, because it's probably going to be by the time this thing gets through its first six months, probably. I mean, literally millions of people are going to see this movie. They already have, probably. Right. Yeah. But what I'm going to say, it was to open people's eyes, but at the same time. It could be open people's eyes up to becoming blind to the problem. Right. Well, Mel Gibson is supposed because to be people coming are going to forget about it.
0: Mel Gibson is supposed to be coming out with a docu series.
1: Yeah, four part, four part docu
0: series. But I guess he had something
1: to do with this. Well, he he
0: definitely promoted it. He was yeah. he came out with his videos and said go see it. Um, so maybe maybe if him obviously him and Jim Caviezel like know each other because of The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, they work together on that. So like maybe maybe it's like them kind of like, all right, we're going to put this movie out and then I'm going to release this. Um we don't know. We'll never actually know. But like even like the, you know there's the Ashton Kutcher, right? That actor.
1: Oh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, right. he just he what did that, he wasn't he just in a, like Senate hearings or congressional no, hearings this, or this something is a couple years. This was probably
0: like 2017 or Well,
1: there's or some videos something. that were going around pretty recent. Right. So he, like,
0: he hasn't, when was the last time he acted? I don't know. But he has, like, a whole organization now. And I don't know, like, I'm sure there's some deep shit on this conspiratorially where it's, like, someone will be, well, his organization is fucked. It's really, like, you know, tied to X, Y, and Z, right? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't really know. But he supposedly has an organization that goes out and, like, uh, really... uh, investigates, like, child uh, child sexual abuse imagery and, like, tries to locate children that are being human trafficked. From what I know, obviously there's probably layers to that and other people will be like, well, actually, you know, his organization is fucked, but who knows? But I guess these things like Ashton Kutcher's organization in this movie, whatever the, whatever intent that we may think like in the five D as Sam Tripoli likes to say, the five D chess level multifaceted layers, they are still at least pointing and bringing light to the subject, right? Those videos of Ashton Kutcher going around, bringing light to the subject, this movie, you could have the most say, the most liberal whatever person go see it doesn't know anything about human trafficking. And they're going to be like, Oh, huh? At least it's doing that. Say whatever you will about it. I don't know. That's all I can say. At least
1: it's putting it in the mainstream. Okay. So that's my point. So even, (laughs) I know this is kind of fucked up, but even if this movie was put out for nefarious reasons, right? it still might do some good just by opening some people's eyes and hopefully they just don't they don't take it all in and forget about it 3 4 months from now 6 months from now when everything's going haywire listen i don't have i don't have a great feeling about the rest of 2023 going into 2024 i really don't right because we're coming up on another election cycle
0: right
1: now they're doing something else uh, you know indicting trump for more shit you know, obviously, we've said from the beginning their goal is to get him uh, ineligible to run for president because they know he's probably going to get elected president. So let's, you know, get let's just get get rid of the competition, you know, before it even starts. Uh, of course, they're bashing RFK Jr. You know, I'm not a hundred percent fan of his, but I'm a little bit of a fan of his. You know, uh, again, you have to educate yourself on as much as you can about each one of these individuals and keep in mind they always say people don't change but i don't know sometimes people do change you know sure. pe- people people might come up with different viewpoints about certain things you know what i mean they might they might they might have the balls to come out and say you know what i was wrong about that and i admit that i was wrong yeah you know but you know just going into this next election uh, election uh, cycle <laughs> i think it's gonna be a fucking mess words is hard Oh, we know it's going to get hot and heavy in New Hampshire because Governor Sununu just announced today that he is not running for uh, a re-election. Did you know, I did not know this, believe it or not, that New Hampshire governor, there is no time uh, time uh, term limits. Is it just New Hampshire? I don't, I guess it's a few other states, but I always thought that a governor could only run for three terms, and I don't know why I thought that. But apparently there is no time limits for a governor in the state of New Hampshire. Now, we did have a governor, John Lynch, who was a pretty damn good governor, who's was a Democrat. But he uh, was governor for four terms. And I want to say governor is three years. Does that sound right?
0: I was reading something. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so so we know, you know New Hampshire is a hotbed for politics as it is. I mean, it's a full-time sport here. Uh, full contact sport as well. That uh, there's going to be some crazy shit going on in the next year or so, and uh, and and let's even see if we can even kind of get to the elections. I don't know. You know, I, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity right now. Uh, not to be a, a emotional vampire on anybody and go negative, but uh, I just I just see a lot of I see a lot of writings on the wall. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with my wife about this the other night about the potential of we need to start preparing for this winter like like we for war you, you spend all summer preparing for winter <laughs> I don't care what anybody says for war but I'm just saying we don't know what winter's going to bring. Uh, a good buddy of mine uh, also listens to the show. Winter's coming. We call him my fuck yeah bro. He messaged me the other day, a little concerned with the availability of heating pellets, uh, which is a big deal in New Hampshire. So uh, a lot of people use pellets to heat their home. Now, I don't use them one hundred percent to heat my home, but I you know, I supplement with it but uh, but these are all things you got to take into consideration. like like prepare, don't wait until it starts snowing to go look for your pellets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah. Don't wait till there's nothing on the shelves to go shopping. You know, do a little here, do a little there, and again, get back to what we talked about before. Uh, I know we spent a lot of time in the beginning of the show talking about health stuff, but well, it's on my mind. It, it, well, it's on my mind too, Buckley, and I think it needs to be on a lot of people's minds because we are slowly have been slowly getting poisoned by right. by big agriculture for many years, and being made more sedentary. Well, from, that from that big too. Corporation. Okay. Well, that's the other thing. They don't want you to go outside. We did. A, we talked about that about the out the inside kids, right? Well, it's just like don't go outside. Work, uh,
0: watch TV, Netflix. Go to your office job. Don't eat, get any sunlight. Eat shitty food. Yeah, working out now is toxic right wing bullshit. Have you seen?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, so Just okay, like so that. It's like, why is it all the white right wing extremists? Are big on working out like that because it's good for you. Working out, I'm not even right wing. Working out and trying to be healthy is a right wing extremist thing to do, (laughs) Buckley. What the fuck is the matter with these people's heads?
0: No, because then it plays like oh, if you're working out, you're a right wing. Blah blah. It's like no, you're just working out because or or the other one. Why even the most? All right, even the most shitty liberal, blue haired. Whatever person, non-binary, these or them, should be working out. I don't care if you want to cut your dick off and fucking strap tits to your whatever, and color your hair blue. You should still be working out or exercising. Yes. If you voted for Biden, you should still be. It's
1: exercising. like okay, so whatever they, they talked about this during COVID. It's a war on your health. They want to fucking kill you. They don't want you. They didn't want you to have any access to drugs that would cure COVID. They went around and they removed all those from the shelf, and you were vilified if you even mentioned the name of these drugs. That are literally a dollar a dose drugs, right? Yeah. If you use the track to supply version of it, you were an idiot. Okay. This is nothing but a war on your health. Right, It's been a war on your health from Big Ag and glyphosate and all these other freaking additives and the GMOs that they outlaw in probably 60% of the other countries around the world. Right? They will not allow this shit. I know they don't in Russia. Right? So let's think about that. Why is now going to the gym and working out considered to be an extremist thing to do there was another attack on all the I like to call them the pretty patriot ladies Ooh. like the conservative moms that are even if they're not 10s they're still pretty nice looking <laughs> but they're like this is my thought on childcare. this is my thought on pharmaceuticals this is my thought of the education system. I am a mama bear. Fucking watch out for me. Don't get me upset. Don't mess with my kid. I stand behind those women because they're doing exactly what we talked about earlier. You got to be part of your children's life. You need to be part of your family's life. You got to be there for your family and even your extended family. Whether you have beefs or not, but these women were being vilified by the left. Now I'm not saying the left doesn't have their share of good-looking ladies. I mean, even AOC. I mean, say what you want. If she wasn't who she was, and you saw her on the street, you'd you'd look at her twice. I don't care what anybody says. And uh, you know that's just but but okay, we got to attack. All the Patriot, the conservative mamas. What, I call them the pretty Patriot ladies. Got, got to go against them. All right? We got to vilify them. Now we got to vilify all these dudes. That, hey, look at me. I'm almost 60, and I'm ready to start working out lifting weights again. You know what I mean? Right. So am I going to be a, a right-wing extremist? Or people, You know, I am not an extremist at all. And like Buckley, I don't really consider myself like ultra right-wing either. Like, at all. I
0: don't consider myself anything.
1: Yeah. So... So just, just some things to ponder. Uh, let us know what you think. If you've seen Sound of Freedom, uh, I already know what a few people think because they made it very clear. But uh,
0: <laughs> I go, go, ahead,
1: go ahead and reach out. Email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com uh, because we, we're going to do some uh, further analysis on this subject.
0: Right. Well, it's also yeah. like it's one of the paradigm shift things that we talk about, too. It's like this movie is a, it's a big it's really big in everybody's feeds social media which we all know is like fucking it's a, in, ai it's manipul- in your face manipulative algorithm bullshit so if it's a paradigm shift and all of a sudden this is just like boom 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 everywhere well why and that's why I kind of am also just like, eh, I don't know. I get I get it. The message is like, the it's good. It's good to get this out there. But also, what
1: else? What's the, behind yeah, it? Yeah, I don't think we can argue that this definitely needs to get out there. Right. That's not an argument. But let's look past the veil of it. And, the, and let's look into it a little bit deeper. Psycho, analytical, manipulative. Oh, you know me. I'm going to analyze the shit out of this thing.
0: Why? content, media is very, very influential and we know that they pump it at us 24-7 basically through social media, movies, TV shows, news. So why? Everywhere you look. Why? So, Just think about that. Anyway. Alright everybody, let us know what you think about that. My closing words are Hayam, Hail La.
1: Don't say Heil.
0: Um, I mean, I just had a,
1: it's okay to say Heil off the uh, air. I had a frog in my
0: throat. Sorry. Um, was it a gay frog? It was a gay frog. Was he on atrazine? Uh, it was a gay frog that I nuked for Jesus.
1: I killed him. I love that saying, nuking gay frogs for Jesus. It's actually gay whales. Gay whales. Yeah, I was just going to say gay <laughs> whales. But e- anyway, Either way, it's cool. My closing words are,
0: let us know what you think about Sound of Freedom If you're doing any specific health things, also, I don't know, let us know if you have anything that works for you for uh, anything. Yeah, reach out. Reach out because I'm going to be starting my journey. Yeah, Ron and I are both doing that same
1: shit. So that's it. Closing words. I've talked enough tonight. Maybe too much. All right, everybody. You know where to find me. Instagram, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet podcast. You can find Mr. Tristan at Tristan.a.buckley. You know, I can I just can't call you Tristan. Even when your mom's boyfriend was up today for me to check something out on his car, I called you Buckley. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is really funny because his name is Dingus. Like that's his real name is Dingus. So uh, well, I won't tell you if that's his first or last name, but that's his name.
0: Follow me on Twitter at roast beef curtains are hurting. <laughs> Triple X sixty nine. 69. Hold the mayo.
1: All right. uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ron from NE. Starting to get a little bit more active over there. Going to be doing a little bit more with my buddy, J.J. Vance. Uh, You might be familiar with him uh, from the Idaho 4 series that I put out last week. uh, A show that I co-hosted with uh, our buddy over at uh, the New York Patriot. Uh, Really interesting analysis we're going through on the Idaho 4 murders. I hope you enjoy that. We have some other serial killer shit coming real soon. Nice. Uh, And Buckley and I might be diving into some next level shit. For serial killers? No. Oh, the thing we were supposed to talk about tonight. The thing we were supposed to talk about. (laughs) And I'm actually glad that we didn't get to it. Right. Because I think, I haven't really talked to Buckley about this, so I'm going to do it right now while we have a couple minutes left. I think... You and I ought to start doing some video short form documentaries. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like little documentary shorts? Oh, like half hour movies? Oh, uh, I just I had this major epiphany the other day. We have ninety percent, well, probably eighty percent of the equipment to pull it off. <laughs> we don't know how to video edit, but I'm slowly learning that. Uh, And if you remember way back in the beginning when the Wicked Planet started, Buckley was on board. He was supposed to be the producer because he was going to edit the shows and work on the sound and everything like that. Uh, Which I did. Guess who does that? I do. From
0: fucking like the fifth episode on. No. Maybe from like the, I'm going to say 99th. After the 99th episode. Not even close. (laughs) Anyways, doesn't (laughs) matter.
1: uh, Doesn't matter. matter. Uh, Anyway, so... uh, I've got some really cool ideas. We've got a lot of subjects. Buckley and I have been bouncing off of each other. Uh, And I think we're going to work towards making that happen. I'm kind of very excited about it. So be looking forward to that. Uh, Also, go check out the Burn Babylon Burn podcast. Uh, That show was already out. I went on with Ando. He goes by Ando. Uh, I did that this afternoon. We did about an hour. I went on a little bit of a rant. Uh, which was good was really cool Uh, you can find that podcast i know it's on apple i'm not sure if it's on spotify uh it's on apple and it might even be on youtube so you might want to go check that out i'll i'll find out i'll drop a link in that uh in the show notes for that if you want to check that out uh ron from new england has a bunch of appearances to make over the next couple of weeks so i'm gonna be really busy nice on other shows so I'm um, going on a little bit of a podcasting tour, I guess you could say. Can you tell us the names or are you keeping it for secret? I'm, so? I'm not going to say yet until until the shows are recorded. Fine. Uh, I will release that information as it becomes available. Wow. Look at
0: you. Yeah. On your high horse. Why don't you get off no, it, Ron? it's nothing like that at you all. You make me sick. You elitist scum. Then uh, you're um. look at me, I'm Ron. From New England, and I'm famous because I'm going on all these. I podcasts. never ever.
1: I am so far Where from I being go? famous, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got some uh, really good shows that have asked me to come on, so I'm going to do that. Uh, it's awesome! So as um, long
0: as you don't go on Dangerous World or Red Pill Cartel, probably. oh, because <laughs> those podcasts. Oh my God!
1: Stop beating up on Davy. <laughs> we got to get Davy to come on the show. Uh, ah, actually, we tried ah. we, we tried a couple weeks ah. ago. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've been on... The last.
0: All right, the last time I tried to get Davey Wavy to come on, he literally was like, "Oh, no, I can't, dude, I'm sorry. I'm working. Pfft. Working what, at your job? Fucking punch your out, dude. Your job? What, you have a job? Punch out, tell him you
1: got to take a shit. <laughs> who, has,
0: who has a job nowadays? Well, you, you can, can like, podcast
1: what? from your phone from In- the restroom at your job. Insanity.
0: <laughs> you, ha- you can't podcast because you have to work at your job where you make a living. Yeah, make
1: money to pay your ridiculous bills that you have in Canada. Lame. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> huh. Buckley and I had a break from last, last week, so it's our first week back together for a week and a half. It feels so good. Feels good to be back. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're out of here. Until next time, Ron from New England signing off. Buckley. <laughs>